what did I do last week? You came over here. Mm-hmm. And we recorded. Yep. And then I don't know what you did. I don't know oh, why. Oh, we had our pumpkin carving. Oh, sh- yeah. Kickback last week. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. We had our, we had chili and I forced mm-hmm. everybody to eat copious amounts of apples and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> like we just did. <laughs> I you didn't have to force me to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I did that willingly. We watched a bunch of scary movies mm-hmm. and carved pumpkins, which mine is still alive. Danny's sadly didn't survive the week. Rip. Mine's still alive. Yeah, mine didn't have any cuts in it though. That's true. You just like, had you just carved into I, it without actually taking anything out. I took the skin off, but I left yeah. the flesh. Yeah, gross. Ooh. <laughs> I hate that. That like, <laughs> that's a word that gets to me. You know how some people don't like moist. Yeah, cowards. Panties. Cowards. <laughs> I don't like flesh. That's fair. Makes me very <laughs> uncomfortable. Especially after last week's episode. Yeah, I'm still reeling from. It. I listened to it and I was like, mm, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> can't can't listen to that part. Cannibalism doesn't ever really get to me (laughs) yeah in the way that i once explained the brutal murder and cannibalization of a man that's a word Uh to zeth and zeth was like that i'm like dizzy (laughs) (laughs) and i was like "Ooh, my b i'll stop because it was specifically um the texture of eating a penis Ew! <laughs> Even Danny chimed in with a. Ugh. It's not good, and that's but that's like half of because the uh-huh. the killer survived and was able to explain. Oh, and he was like, no. he didn't. He was sorry about it, and he's still sorry about it. Yeah. Um, and he did have the consent of the person before he <gasps> ate them, so it was a very. It's a case that swept Germany, but. <laughs> It's pre- it was pretty brutal. And whenever you get a first-hand account of somebody doing something... That's true. So I explained it. I yeah. won't explain it on this podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think it was on... And that's why we drink. And I don't even remember the killer's name. Okay. Ugh. But yeah. It doesn't get to me. Lord have And mercy. I don't even think about it getting to other people. True crime <laughs> stuff doesn't generally bother me. But that cannibalism in general really, mm. really makes me uncomfortable. That's fair. Yeah. It should. Maybe there's something wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) I have no desire to eat anybody. That's good. Unless offered. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll try anything once. As long as they, you know, had space to run around in a field before we killed them. (laughs) No antibiotics. Yeah. No growth hormones. Free range. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's fine. It's human. What is wrong with us? <laughs> Jesus. It's close to Halloween. That's the mm. only thing I can explain. Look at turn. Look at my look at the list. Mm. I filled it all in. <laughs> this is episode forty. And it the is poster, 40. holy the shit. poster can actually reflect that. I filled in eleven weeks. <laughs> because <laughs> that's how long I didn't do it. Wow. I, isn't that crazy? We've covered a lot of people. Yeah, we sure have. Man. Good job. Look at us. We're, we're great. <laughs> also, we're that broad Scott Moxie. Hello, Hello. everyone. 
Hello, everybody. My name is Kiana. I'm Cassie. Danny's here. Mm-hmm. Woo! Woo! It's episode 40! 40. The big 4-0. The big 4-0. We're almost to a year. Yeah. We're over the hill. We're over the we hill. Are over <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. So, for this week's episode... Yeah. Because we're, it's a special big one. Yeah. We're doing two very special women we're covering today. That's right. And it's not a secret. We both know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we can collaborate and say this. That's right. Guess who it is? Guess. Anybody? Anybody? It's us. It's us. <laughs> <laughs> today's today's episode of That Broad's Got Moxie, we'll be covering Cassie Cobb and, and Kiana. Kiana Henry. That's right. And and, and Danny. Danny is also going to be sprinkled in there a little bit because we got some questions specifically for her, too. Dan Van Dam Barsan. Going to be answering some of these questions as well. I called her that in my head at work the other day. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. Mm-hmm. And I just had a good giggle about it. It was really good. Thanks, mm-hmm. Seth. For, Thanks, Seth. <laughs> for workshopping that name. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So, we did put out an APB to all of our listeners mm-hmm. to get in touch and send us their their queries mm-hmm. so that we can answer the questions for them. Yes. On our social media accounts. Yes. Instagram at... That Broad's Got Moxie. Mm-hmm. And Twitter at Broad's Got Moxie. That's right. So, also, we, we just got some texts from people who are our <laughs> friends, which is great, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. How do you want to do this? Should we just... I'll just... Who would traditionally be starting this episode? You? It would be me. So, <gasps> you... I need to ask the first question. Yeah. Okay, And it's good. for both of us. So, yes. we're going to ask the questions, but we're both going to answer. Yeah. Unless, Unless otherwise... Spe- yeah. You know, specified otherwise. All right. So this is a good first question. Mm-hmm. This question came from Zeth. Are um, we telling the identities? No, we don't have to. I just okay. wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> Zeth is my boyfriend. Thanks for the support. Because I immediately got an email from him last night. <laughs> so the first question is, how did you guys decide on podcasts as your chosen medium? What makes this a good way to talk about ladies? Hmm. I think very good questions. Yeah. <laughs> we, so Cassie and I used to work together. Yeah. We, you know that because when we started recording, we were still working together. Exactly. But in our profession, mm-hmm. we were listening to a lot of podcasts because we just uh, allowed for that yeah. time. And so as me and Cassie became closer friends and then I met Danny and Danny had an interest in, you know, all the audio recording, mm-hmm. it just naturally came about that podcasts or something that we enjoyed listening to yeah exactly it was like oh we could do that yeah and then we just bought some microphones and we're like (laughs) okay and go yeah and it's just kind of been we just kind of went with it from there right yeah Yeah. Yeah. okay okay next question we didn't answer the second part of that oh what makes this a good way to talk about ladies a lot of people listen to podcasts yeah Short of writing a book mm-hmm. or trying to produce a TV show about it or something like that, it's just, I think, people like to listen to stories Yeah, a lot. I mean, people obviously like to read a lot as well, but mm-hmm. it's it's a fun, fast, here's, here's a crash course on 
whichever <laughs> moxie lady we're talking about. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Why not? It, it, <laughs> it just felt very natural. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, okay. question number one down. All right. Okay. Down. N- next one. Mm-hmm. Me. So now that you've done this for a while, is there anything you wish you had done differently in the beginning? Anything you feel stuck doing because that's how you've always done it? Sitting like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danny just said sitting like this. We've we've picked uh, spots. It's true. We have. Yep. I have a dog pillow. You have a dog pillow? <laughs> I have the super squishiest fucking love sack that I take up very little room on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, if we rearranged a little, yeah. it just it just, just works. And yeah, so now when does. we come in here, it just feels natural. Mm-hmm. When it's anything you wish you've done from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I wish I would have done more Patreon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Like, before we got into production, like, yes. if we would have made some stuff beforehand, we would have had that page up and running, uh-huh. which we, in fact, still don't. We but still we don't. have pl- plans. Look, we have a Patreon page. We just have no patrons. We have no things up. We, we have, have zero content. But we have, in fact, created it. Yeah. So that's so, half the battle. That is half the battle. Before the end of the year, I think, is a good goal that we actually have some things up. Definitely. So... And yeah, it only took us a year, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. We are procrastinators. <laughs> In our defense, you should just come sit right here. I would just like to say, in our defense, <laughs> this is Danny, by the way. <laughs> okay. So anyway, in our defense, I would like to say that we're sitting here doing research on no less than usually lately the last several weeks it has not been the case but usually two ladies a week Mm -hmm. cassie and kiana are doing homework on these two ladies every single week Mm -hmm. i'm editing in addition to (laughs) full-time jobs and exactly (laughs) exactly so patreon should have probably happened before (laughs) we started to hit the ground running with doing our homework and and recording the actual podcast but we have had good intentions and a lot of talking about (laughs) patreon and after this episode in fact we're going to have a little production meeting so when it finally gets set up it's going to be fucking bomb yeah (laughs) it's going to be so good we've had a year to plan it Look, I'm making big promises. Yeah. Nobody believe that, please. No, I believe it. We'll get yeah. This is us setting here. We are public gonna publicly gonna set a goal so we can't back out. Oh, okay. we're gonna have stuff on Patreon by the end of the year. That's a great goal. I like it. Cool. Okay. That was a good one. Okay, next question. This is a good one. You guys ever really have to pee while you're recording? How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be a lot all the time <laughs> all the time usually i can wait until the end but in between stories sometimes there's we'll always al- bathroom breaks we'll allow a pause mm-hmm. yes all right okay next next having done so much research on ladies have you come away with any broad lessons about womanhood <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hard to be a woman yeah it is mhm and like I've said this a few times. A lot of really famous women have had really shitty spouses. Yeah. And it's just like, if we would have, if we didn't expect 
people to get married and have that sort of traditional Mm -hmm. projection in life, maybe some of these women wouldn't have gone down that path. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think a good takeaway is that women have always and probably will always have to keep fighting the good fight Mm -hmm. for equal pay or equal access to things or just fucking public safety and to be heard, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. But the women that we have talked about are fucking, they're incredible. Yeah. They're, they're talented and they're smart and they are persistent and, Mm -hmm. you know. Whether it be for good or bad things. Exactly. Like, (laughs) there have been a couple of doozies. (laughs) But you know what? They're very determined women. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. I just think it's it's really interesting to see how similar a lot of the women's stories are from, like, way different parts of the world, but yes. also how different they are and how each woman has taken their lives and how they've dealt with certain situations. Absolutely. And, like, what they were willing to do for their passions. Exactly. Phenomenal. This is great. <laughs> Next, what's your favorite bridge... And it says you can either pick one or come to a consensus, I guess. Okay. Mine is the Hawthorne Bridge. Oh, are we just sticking locally or are we sticking... You can do whatever. I'm picking mine. And I'm going to die on this hill. (laughs) (laughs) I did... (laughs) In third grade, we did a project on all the Portland bridges. Mm -hmm. For those who aren't Mm Portland-based, we're also called Bridge City or Bridgetown. Yeah. So we have a lot of bridges. And so in my third grade class, we did a report on bridges and stuff and I did the Hawthorne Bridge and I built a model of it. Fine. I drew I painted a picture of it. I drive Oh my gosh. My like first real two adult jobs uh-huh. were on Hawthorne Street. That's right. Which leads over then to do some little wiggle waggling. You're mm-hmm. on Hawthorne Bridge. I cross the Hawthorne Bridge to get to my work every day. Mm-hmm. And I actually was going to ask you about this. Is my drawing of Hawthorne Bridge still up at the Starbucks kiosk that I used to work at? I don't know. Because if they took it down, is it on the shady Is shit. it on the side of the register? <laughs> it's on the left side. It's one of the big ones. I will have to look. I don't know. I don't know. If they turn their back on me like that. Mm, I'm going to have to give them a what for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, but that's my favorite bridge, the Hawthorne, even though it's very scary to cross over. Because it's, it's so great. scary. Yeah, it's very scary. I don't know. I don't really have a favorite one in Portland. Mm-hmm. I do like the Hawthorne Bridge, and I like the Steel Bridge because I think it's cool the way it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. And it just looks neat. It's really <laughs> old. But also, when we were in London, mm-hmm. I we took a boat tour, which was super fun, but... It's, there's nothing exciting about it. It's the Waterloo Bridge. <laughs> oh. Of all the London bridges. <laughs> Look, I, I just, I really liked it and I took a bunch of pictures of it. It's boring. It's the most yeah. boring, like, <laughs> nothing to it bridge. But I really love that it was built by um, 90% women. Yeah. Because cool. it was during the war, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I just thought that was really cool. But also, London Bridge is not Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge. Oh, okay. Sh- <laughs> Sorry. I was, everybody likes to say that London Bridge yes. is Tower Bridge. That is not the case. Tower Bridge. I really love Tower Bridge. Tower Bridge is a good one. Millennia. The. Yes. Millennium. Oh, the Millennium. Millennium Bridge. Millennium Bridge. Yeah. yeah. 
I like Although it always freaked me out to walk across that one. We didn't get to walk across it. <gasps> oh, no. It's really sad. It's really freaky, actually. You don't <laughs> I don't like bridges. <laughs> Every time I walked over the Millennium Bridge, I thought of either a the Harry oh, Potter, Potter. <laughs> one <laughs> where the wires come loose and yep. it just starts fucking doing oh, the worm. Oh, yep. Or... It actually used to do that before the stabilizers were put uh-huh. in. So there's, like, really old-timey footage of the bridge, like, swinging. Oh, no. Before they put the stabilizers in. And so I'm always like, one of those can just fucking break <laughs> while I'm on this. <laughs> and then it's going to be like I'm in a fucking jungle gym. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, I, I feel strongly about bridges. <laughs> so I have an opinion about it as well. Yeah. I can't come up with an answer on short notice like this. Okay. But. It takes her 20 minutes to choose a toothbrush. That mm. is all. Yeah. I mean, what if I have to pick something new? I'm going to be there for a while. But I will say this. <laughs> Locally speaking, I'm a big fan of the St. John's Bridge. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah. Uh, it's such a pretty bridge. It's, it is. Great color. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty Good color. color. So I would have to say that. Like, I'm not original, <laughs> I don't have a special answer, but aesthetically speaking, huge fan of the of the St. John's Bridge. Yeah. No, Solid. it's really good. Yeah, it is. Also, I think maybe one day the Tilikum might make its way into my heart, but it's still too new for too me new. to have mm-hmm. any, like, nostalgic feeling for it. Indeed. Another Portland Bridge for our listeners. Yeah. All right. Next. It's my turn. This question says, which of the Moxie ladies that have been covered so far do I identify most with? Oh, boy. Do you have an answer? Mm. For me, it's Griselda Blanco. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I do. I think Beth Ditto, Mm. I really identify with. We're both fat. Mm-hmm. Femme, queer women, powerful, queer pow- women. like oh, thank you, <laughs> bless your heart. Um, yeah, I just I find she's really inspirational. Mm-hmm. She just gives no shits and just really lives her life like very authentically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I like that. I appreciate that she has gone through her own struggles and wears it right there on her sleeve. And yeah. That's that would be my answer. And um, you? Hmm. I think Frida. Yeah. Paolo. I I, I don't would know have guessed could, that. I don't know if you could tell, but I really <laughs> identified strongly with her, and I think she's a wonderful, wonderful woman who really was introspective and really communicated it well to everybody else, and also a no like no fucks given kind of yeah. person who just did what she wanted and did it well and. Mm-hmm. She's great. Absolutely. I sent you, I don't know if you saw it. I did. I sent it to that Broadscat Moxie <laughs> yes. Instagram. But it was a video, it was um, a newspaper clipping of Frida Kahlo and it was, what did it say? Let me pull it up. <laughs> so the headline was, wife of the master mural painter gleefully dabbles in the work of art. And it was talking about Frida Kahlo. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was very funny. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, come on. Exactly. Um, but she's who I identify most I love with. that. That's who, that's who I would have guessed. I like these questions because I feel like I'm going to, like, learn things about you that even mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm going to learn things This is so fun. <laughs> okay. And Danny. <laughs> Why'd you? Oh, you, Danny wants to answer. Yes. 
Okay. Who do you most... Oh, boy. Here we go. I have an answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know I'm not a host, but I want to get on this action. Yeah, do it. All right. I'm, I'm open to it. The lady we've covered that I most identify with is Baba Yaga. Okay. <laughs> she was in the Hold on. Her other car is the mortar and pestle. <laughs> my other... My, <laughs> get that off. Bumper Man, sticker. Man, I need a bumper sticker that says it's so bad. Uh... Yeah, she's got a giant nose, apparently, <laughs> so right there, off the bat, we are physically, practically one in the same. <laughs> and oh, she has a house. <laughs> she is so antisocial that even her house is antisocial. And, <laughs> and she, she has keep, a pet cat. Yeah, she has a pet cat. She keeps... Dogs and mice and cats is, is the only company that she has. She's a talking gate and talking trees. I mean, she's. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Uh, I married her. You married Baba Yaga. I did. Oh, man. Okay, what's the next question here? Okay, so we've decided who we most identify with. The next Mm -hmm. question is, which of them would you want to join forces with, and would you use your girl powers for good or evil? Thank you, Christina. Mm. What a good fucking question. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Good or evil is what I'm... (laughs) That is... That is... First of all, that is the question. First of all... I have an answer. Morally evil or society... Like, would society think I was evil or... I have an answer already. Go ahead. Go. I'm gonna... I'm gonna tag team with Lilith. <laughs> oh my god. And we're gonna <laughs> fucking shut the patriarchy down and we're all gonna be witches and shit and commune with nature and <laughs> get rid of the patriarchy. <laughs> I would... Team up with the badass ladies from the Harlem uh, oh, yeah! Council of Resistance. Mm-hmm. Execute some Dutch drive-bys on yes. some Nazis. <laughs> I feel like society needs it nowadays. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I'd be the oldest out of them that's, if, oh if we're taking God. them from their age that's when true. they were active. That's true. Just so I would be plucking that. them out of history. I would be the alpha. <gasps> oh, shit. <laughs> You'd be ter- You'd be only the one who speak. The only one who doesn't speak Dutch, though. That's fair. So I would be like the silent, huge henchman on the side of like arms crossed, frowning the whole time. <laughs> your your safe would be strudel. <laughs> strudel. <laughs> All right, Baba Yaga. Who would you team up with? <laughs> and uh, good or evil. I think we all know I'd be evil. (laughs) (laughs) You should team up with Baba Yaga. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It'd also be lit to hang out with the Golden Girls. Yeah, it would. (laughs) Like, Baba Yaga can be my answer for everything. (laughs) Can we plan a... Can we make a whole girl squad? Because I would be into that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was gonna... Actually, my other answer, if it wasn't Baba Yaga, was gonna be a... You know, Dorothy slash Sophia <laughs> from the Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I was being too greedy. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you as Baba Yaga teamed up with St. Olga, 
I bet you could really <laughs> fuck some shit up. <laughs> I was eyeing St. Olga there, too. I'm not gonna lie, and her incendiary birds, for sure. Uh, I mean, hell hath no fury like that woman. <laughs> Period. End of. Uh, uh, or the Sukiban girl gang. I was gonna gangs. say, I think, Ooh. checking out the, the list of people we've covered, mm-hmm. I think the Sukiban girl gangs are pretty badass. Oh, yeah. For sure. So, yeah. I think maybe... You would lead a team of ass whipping. <laughs> I am, I'll tell you what, this is something that you should all know about me. <laughs> I have a strong sense of justice and I don't give a shit how I get there. So I would be perfect to, to be a vigilante. And I think the Sukiban girl gangs are kind of kind of in that same, yes. that same thing. So I think that we should gang up and just make sure justice is served period yeah i like it also can i i would like to put a little asterisk on this it is as of like when we're recording this it's officially scorpio season oh yeah so whoop whoop i'm into it i am looking forward to better times (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding you can leave (laughs) i just got flipped off and kicked out of the room (laughs) I'm just joking. Uh, all right. Did I ask that one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So all right. now it's my turn. Have you always embraced your moxie side, or is there any advice you would give to your younger self to avoid all the bullshit you went through on your journey to become a strong, independent woman who don't need no man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. These are the best fucking questions thank you yeah thank you these are very good questions way to go everyone thank you everybody uh i don't think i've always embraced like the authentic moxie side of me Uh uh-huh there's been a lot of like back and forth in my life and by by that i mean when i was younger i really like loved martha stewart i loved cooking i loved doing all that stuff Mm -hmm. and then at some point in my life through puberty, I thought that I needed to reject everything that was feminine about myself to be a true, quote, feminist. Mm -hmm. And so I still enjoyed doing more, quote, masculine things, Mm -hmm. but I gave up a part of myself Mm -hmm. and, like, interests that I really enjoyed. And then in high school, (laughs) in high school, I started to be, like, more scrutinized for being more masculine. Uh And then all of a sudden I was like, but people can't think that I'm a boy. Mm -hmm. So I started really embracing feminine things, but I also really liked that stuff. But it wasn't because everything that I was doing I enjoyed, but it wasn't because I wanted to enjoy them. Yes. It's because you felt like you had something that you needed to prove. Exactly. Yeah. And then I am still trying to figure out. Mm -hmm. I'm still pretty young. But I think more now I'm living my true authentic self without feeling influenced by other people, you know, mm-hmm. or like what other people think. Yeah. So I there think was a definite journey there. Yeah. I think my, I think my answer is similar to that. Having lots of different interests, but in not so much of a woke way mm-hmm. but being like oh i'm going to be in my teen years was like i want to be different mm-hmm. i don't want to be like all the other girls yeah and i'm alternative and etc mm-hmm. i think i kind of 
went through kind of a weird, I can't be bothered Mm -hmm. by what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. But eventually it was like, but I like this or I like that. And it doesn't matter who else is doing it. Mm. But I think also coming out was a big step for me and being able to be like, well, I like this Mm -hmm. and I absolutely want to be like this amazing domestic goddess, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who can do everything. Don't we all? (laughs) But I also want to, with my interest in special effects makeup and stuff like that, it was like, Mm. but I also want to be able to be one of the guys and like fit in and be treated fucking like a person, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think my experience has been similar. It's been, it's come and gone in waves. I haven't been like a, here we go. This is me my whole life. There's been a lot of experimenting with things in my life and who I am and what I, what I believe in and what I, you know, want to fight for and stuff. Yeah. I think more, I don't want to say more than any other demographic, but like definitely young women are like, you can't win. Like, no matter what oh, you embrace absolutely. in your femininity or n- not in your femininity, like, you just can't win because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, people don't think you're doing it right. Yeah. But also at the end of the day, there's really no right way to do womanhood. Yes, absolutely. Even as fucking grown-ass women. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you can't do that because you're a bad mother or you're a bad wife or you're this or that. But you also can't do this because then you're not being assertive enough or you're not you know giving as much as you can you know Mm -hmm. you can't fucking win yeah so i think of every person and woman like they just feel that need to appease other people Mm -hmm. but it comes to that stage where you just have to start not caring (laughs) absolutely (laughs) because you're not going to impress everybody and not everybody's going to think you're doing the right thing and exactly yeah and that's that's the name of that tune yeah Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. All right. Is there any advice you would give your younger self? Because I guess oh. that's what the question. It doesn't really. Ha- it doesn't really have to do with my journey so much. A lot of it would be, don't believe everything everyone tells you. I, mm-hmm. you know. I think. I think mine would be say no more. Mm, that's a good because one because I kept would in my journey to appease people Uh would just keep saying yes yeah and like setting boundaries yeah a little better for for myself and being like "Mm, that's not a great idea i'm don't want to do that Mm -hmm. and actually not do it yeah instead of breaking a little and being like well okay i guess i will even though this isn't something that i would normally do yeah or i know better that's a good that's good (laughs) I like that. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. So this question is specifically for you. Oh. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Which is hysterical because we're both reading these questions. Kiana knows what it is. But I'm going to ask it. (laughs) So this is a question from Sage. (laughs) Can we read his little Um, blurb? Yes. Okay. Okay. It says, hello, my name is Sage. I'm a longtime listener of the podcast. I would also like to point out that, unfortunately, I'm a man. I'm not sure if I can be mentioned on this podcast. If you do not read these questions, I would understand. Which is hilarious, because we say fuck you, Sage, all the time. 
I so, so many episodes. <laughs> we were talking last night, and I was like, Sage, are you... Because sometimes he falls behind to listening mm-hmm. to podcasts. I was like, Sage, are you all caught up? And he was like, no, I haven't listened to it since this episode. And Zeth was like, you've been getting a lot of shout-outs lately. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, Sage's questions are great. <clears throat> so this one specifically is for you. Mm-hmm. So my first question is for Kiana. Can you rank all of your roommates? Please explain your reasoning for each ranking. <laughs> hmm. Well, first and foremost, <laughs> probably Zef, because he's my boyfriend and I love him very much. Exactly. Next, I would say, let's go ahead and put Levi, spot number two. Oh. He's a good time to be around. A lot of fun. <laughs> Wish he did the dishes more, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's okay. Next, we'll put Gabe. (laughs) He's also a lot of fun to be around. We share a wall. He's nice and quiet because he's a flight attendant and he's never home. And then at the end, I'll put Sage because fuck you, Sage. (laughs) That was a joke answer. My roommates listen. (laughs) I would never rank you guys. That's right. I would, but I'm not going to because it wasn't my question. <laughs> I have thoughts. All right. Ask away, Keeks. Oh, yes. Next. My next question is for Cassie. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sage. After the 48-hour film festival, how does it feel to have broken my soul into so many pieces <laughs> that I quit filmmaking forever? <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> please explain. Uh, it feels great. I feel, I feel hundred <laughs> percent. She actually became also, stronger with his soul. <laughs> she just consumed it. I devoured it. I have taken your life energy. Thank you for that. Also, you're a fucking liar, because I know what you're doing for work right now, intern. <laughs> they actually just wrapped. Oh, well, tomato, tomato. All right. Whew. Okay, Sage's final question. Uh, given that this is a Portland-based podcast, a port pod, if you will, nerd, what you're are some- broken. <laughs> I know. Just, I'm just smashing the crumbs now. <laughs> Um, what are some local issues that you think people living in Portland and or Oregon should be aware of? Mm. I'm going to, I'm not going to defer it to you, but Mm -hmm. I would like you to take the lead on this because you are Mm -hmm. well-versed. I have three that immediately come to mind as Portland and Oregon based. Okay. What are they? First, I've spoken about this before. I don't know exactly on this podcast though. Portland is a very inviting city, mm-hmm. and it gets the, like, crown of being super liberal, And but I think it's important to know Portland's history, mm-hmm. and also when you look around, it is one of the demographically the whitest city, uh-huh. whitest metropolitan city in America, and there's a reason, <laughs> and it's because we are a very racist city. Mm-hmm. We used to be the mecca for the KKK. They all love to live here. We had sunset laws redlining in terms of like housing a lot of that vernacular and like law is still Uh in the books oh and i think we should 
be more aware of it. And even though Portland is a great place to be, Mm -hmm. it has a long way to go to be a better and safer place for people of color. And yeah. And like, we're, we're so white, we don't even have the demographics for like what would be considered a black neighborhood. Really? Yeah. So like North Portland is the traditionally black area because Mm -hmm. it's the only place where they were allowed to live. And it's not even majority black people anymore. I had no idea. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. <laughs> Two. That's a big one. That's a big... They're all... All of them, I would have to say, are pretty big. Uh-huh. Two. As a person who's now working at an affordable housing place... Is that... Yeah. Uh-huh. Homelessness is, is a, a huge issue. Huge issue. And, like, there's a lot of houselessness is mm-hmm. also a, a more appropriate way to put it. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking to people and really having a face to people who are experiencing this, mm-hmm. it's not their fault. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when pe- when you see people who are houseless, you're always like, oh, well, if they just worked harder, if this yep. happened, blah, blah, yep. blah. There are so many people who have gone through, like, medical exactly. crisis or their houses have burnt down mm-hmm. or... You know, rents have just become too high and they exactly. lost their jobs. The, and like the 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 umbrella that all of these people are fucking under mm-hmm. is that the systems are broken. Yeah. Whether that be like you like you said, losing your home to natural disasters of whatever yeah. kind. Raising raising cost of rent, which is fucking bananas here. Yeah. Medical medical issues that fucking wipes people's entire life savings out because of because the insurance and healthcare system is so fucked yeah yeah and to put as a like what we can do Mm -hmm. also working in trying to fill this place with affordable housing there are so many really good organizations Mm -hmm. in portland that are trying to help people so just to give a shout out to a few yeah The Portland Bureau of Transportation Mm -hmm. has a group of people in it. I don't know the word I'm forgetting. Like a committee? Yeah. Okay. Not really a committee, but like a branch or something. But they're trying to get people who live in their cars into actual housing. Oh, nice. And that's something that I was not aware of Mm -hmm. because I thought Portland Bureau of Transportation, they just want, you know. Exactly. (laughs) To fix roads and maybe put a toll on the Washington (laughs) Oregon (laughs) Bridge. Yeah, yeah. But they're doing that and I think that's great. There's a prod- there's a nonprofit called the Northwest Pilot Project mm-hmm. that helps people who are over 65 find housing. Nice. Which is a big thing because a lot of uh, you grow older, you mm-hmm. become disabled, so it becomes harder for you to go out and actually apply places. Absolutely. Um, Central City Concern, which is a like transitional housing hospital, mm-hmm. they have a housing facet group branch or whatever and they call all the time and are very close to their applicant uh-huh. their clients and i think they're great and also um human solutions yeah all of them very good i'm sure you can give them their money or your money mm-hmm. <laughs> give mm-hmm. them your money or your time great organizations Absolutely. and then the last one is <laughs> Oregon has a really large population of Micronesian people. Uh-huh. And I just think being more aware of people who are in um, COFA nation, so Compact of Free Association. Uh-huh. They're not citizens, but they get free 
migration. Oh, okay. Okay. They, we don't need visas or anything. Uh-huh. And there are people that grow up here who are Micronesian who aren't allowed access to, like, organ health plan. Or uh-huh. there's just a lot of programs that we should have for Micronesians, uh-huh. especially as climate change becomes a bigger thing. Sea levels Absolutely. are rising. Absolutely. Micronesia's losing gonna land. be underwater <laughs> so they're all yeah over here the look i don't know i don't know if i said that last one very eloquently i'm getting all i know <laughs> <laughs> the way look when kiana gets excited she starts a lot of shoulder movement gets in there there's a lot of there's a lot of arm and hand gesturing yes. that happens she's and I getting become, hot i become less able to speak girl <laughs> i but, hear you on every level <laughs> those are three important things that i think people i think should know that's those going on. that was a great answer that was a better answer than i could have i think my big the one thing mm-hmm. that i had you know as far as what you said is definitely the houselessness mm-hmm. and the like in portland we can't build out like mm-hmm. we can't build the city and make it bigger by spreading out so buildings and homes are being torn down and built up mm-hmm. and a lot of these places are not affordable housing places yeah and and rents are going up in very specific neighborhoods including mm-hmm. but not limited to mine yeah and a lot of them are empty exactly they're yeah they're they're you know can house 200 people and a handful of them are occupied because people just can't afford the rent. Yeah. So that the houselessness and the kind of incredible growth mm-hmm. that it just seems to be happening everywhere you look. There's a new apartment building going up and it's like, who's fucking living in these? Yeah. So that would have been my. Also, uh, speaking of all these buildings going up, uh-huh. I want to say specifically fuck that law that said <laughs> that they don't have to provide the amount of parking that yep. is available in the buildings. Yep. Because it is, it is becoming a huge uh, issue. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know. Yep. Also, just take the bus. <laughs> but. <laughs> I hear you, girl. All right. I think we kind of answered this question, but maybe kind of not. So this question, it says, so curious about your upbringing. You both seem confident and hilarious. Were you always this way? Thanks for saying that we seem confident (laughs) and hilarious (laughs) and knowing that we are people. (laughs) Oh, I have, I think I, my confidence is not always 100% honest. I will be very forthcoming about that. It's growing up being a fat kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I have always <laughs> dealt with teasing and things like that in a very like, oh, ha, 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 I can laugh at myself. Mm-hmm. But it still kind of breaks me a little bit kind of way. Yeah. So I think I've always been pretty confident whether or not I was fucking faking it until I made it. Yeah. Or it was like, no, I actually, like, feel perfectly 
capable and confident in whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think I've always kind of been this very like outgoing, goofball, confident kind of gal. Mm-hmm. But it's not. Obviously, there have been trying times in life where it's not always been a hundred percent like genuine. Sometimes yeah. it's been like, no. I can, I'm going to pretend that I'm, everything's cool and like, I got this and no problem. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, in hindsight, it's definitely like, oh yeah, if I was, I had no idea what I was doing. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere or anything like that. And yeah. so, yeah. What about you? Yeah. I think if we're, we're not answering the question, but specifically going on like body stuff. Because we're both plus-size women. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot of the confidence is performative. Because if you yeah. act sad all the time, people don't want to be around you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. I I got a lot of confidence when I started wrestling mm-hmm. in high school. Mm-hmm. Because singlets can't hide anything. <laughs> <laughs> They sure don't. Yeah. And then it sort of became a thing. I used... I, I'm just an angry fat woman now. And I'm totally embracing Amen, it. Amen, sister. Because when people used to comment on my weight loss during wrestling season, mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, you look so good, blah, blah, like all that. Uh-huh. Like, f- I'm literally starving myself and working out three hours a day. This is not it. This is not a happy life. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the most angry I've ever been. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, F you for thinking I'm different because I've lost some weight. Yeah. And I think that sort of pushed me to be more confident and outside of, like... Agreed. Like, it was like, this is just a vessel that I occupy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not my brain or, like... Yeah. I'm smart. I always thought I was smart because, you know, I'm smart. You are. (laughs) As if anybody didn't fucking know she's wicked smart. (laughs) I say some dumb shit, though. (laughs) That's the real one. Um, so it just made me value myself more, Mm -hmm. you know? I agree. In the last 10 years, I think my confidence has grown a lot Mm -hmm. because of this idea of kind of radical self-love. Yeah. And saying, I fucking love who I am. I'm not going to change me for anybody else. Mm -hmm. I'm going to live my truth and just love this functioning healthy body mm-hmm. that I'm in and and then it just kind of I think my like a lot more genuine authentic self like mm-hmm. confidence and stuff like came with that mm-hmm. I've also in terms of like confidence and stuff I've talked to Zeth about this mm-hmm. but since starting the podcast mm-hmm. I've become a lot more confident because having to talk through things uh-huh. and, like, having to learn to be more eloquent has really helped me. Yeah. And also being goofy mm-hmm. for everybody to see. Yep. <laughs> like, for, like, people who, are, people who are strangers don't think that I'm funny. Yeah. Because like, I'm, I'm very serious. You are. Uh, you're very serious. <laughs> I'm a very serious person. Uh-huh. But then after you get to know me, I'm just, I goof around more. Yeah, yeah. And it's, 
very funny with like new people that I'm meeting who have mm-hmm. listened to the podcast. They only know that I'm they like are, are immediately introduced to this goofy side of myself yeah. and not so much the serious one. Mm-hmm. And I I like that. That's <laughs> I like hilarious. that people don't take me so seriously. Uh-huh. So I this has been helping me a lot too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I would yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate for me as well. Thanks to the listeners. All right. That was a great question, Colleen. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Now it's my turn. All right. Were there any formative moments that led you to your interest in hosting a podcast or sharing women's stories? Mm. It was when I was listening to podcasts, I thought there was a distinct lack of stories of women. Yeah. I agree, especially because you and I and Danny all listen to true crime podcasts, Mm -hmm. and it is, there are 500 true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can pick a topic within true crime, and there's a whole podcast series about it. Yeah. And so, listening to podcasts, I was like, we could do this. Yeah. But what should we talk about? I know. Yeah. Something that nobody fucking talks about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women. Yeah. So, yeah. It was just, I th- like you said, the lack of, the lack of that information. Yeah. I was listening to, what's that podcast called? Things They Don't Teach You in History Class. Uh-huh. And it was a lot of people or, like, events and stuff. Uh-huh. A lot of them were women, but I felt like not enough of them were women because there are so many (laughs) phenomenal stories Mm -hmm. and, like, starts out there that come from women who just get erased. Yeah. Like, Millicent Patrick. Uh Uh-huh. Like, her story was completely erased. Absolutely. And, like, we need more people talking about Mm -hmm. this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, there are, I feel like, if you open a book called... The 50 Greatest Women in History. hmm And you open the next book that's like that, and the next book like that. Every single one of those books mm-hmm. has Amelia Earhart in it. Yeah. <laughs> Which we haven't <laughs> talked about at all. Uh, by the way, I called that one. That's but, okay. You, um, <laughs> but there are very specific women mm-hmm. that get talked about over and over again. And it's like, that's great. That's perfect. We need that. But you know what else we need? We need to look at the hundreds of thousands of other women who have also left their mark on history. Let's Mm -hmm. expand out of this little bubble. Largely white women. Largely white women. Obviously in the United States, because that's where we live. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are also American women. But let's, like, let's stretch out. Like, let's go across the world into different religions and to different races and dive in deep into these other cultures and figure out who the women around the world who are making these great strides. Mm -hmm. But also, we were very aware that not all women are good. Exactly. Because we're people. So we're capable of some very shitty things. Exactly. Like... Turning human beings into soap and tea cakes. Oh, or so that. That's a bad <laughs> like, one. <laughs> so to not only tell the stories of, like, the triumphs of women, but, mm-hmm. the, like, all of the different types of stories from women. Exactly. Because we don't, we aren't always good. We aren't always, we don't always need to be, like, super femme. We're not always when we're, successful. 
Yes. We're not always groundbreaking. Yes. Some people do shitty, shitty things. <laughs> We're not always confident in the discoveries and stuff that we make. There's a lot of, like, mental health things that of the women that we've covered had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they didn't. And yep, that's just life. Like, there are so many different stories of women and we were sort of tired of that same old story of like this this lady did this she had a great life amazing <laughs> wow exactly <laughs> exactly we wanted to show that these women are real people and get to fucking tell each of their stories yeah indeed great question great question well this question is for you Favorite production beverage? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. There's been many. Yeah. <laughs> I always like a good cocktail. I've done coffee a few times, and that just gives me, like, the jitters. <laughs> gives you the shakes. <laughs> yeah. So, although I do that, I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. When I drink water, I always have to pee. Pee. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cocktail. Cassie, favorite production attire? These. I am I am currently wearing my most comfy Levi's. This is not an ad, but they're my Levi's overalls and they're just they're so comfortable. <laughs> Except the one time I wore them and it got super fucking hot in here mm-hmm. and then everything was moist <laughs> and sticky and I was like, god, this was a terrible idea. But in general, mm-hmm. These overalls are my <laughs> fucking favorite thing. I love it when you wear overalls. I think oh, they're so cute. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Favorite broad so far and why? We got that question a couple times. Yeah. So favorite favorite episode. Favorite broad to... We'll combine two questions. Favorite broad that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And favorite episode to record. Okay. I think my favorite episode for me uh-huh. to sit through uh-huh. was the Griselda Blanco one and the Statue of Liberty one. <laughs> yes, that was such a really, good one. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. And I was really shook to my core. I wouldn't yep. say she's my favorite woman at all mm-hmm. because she's a bad person. Yeah. But she's she's terrible. It was that one was really good. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely be my favorite one to record as well. We just, we had a lot of drinks that night and we were, re- yeah. I think we were really tired also <laughs> and it just got, it got a little wild, but it yeah. was so funny. You know who I think about a lot? Who? <laughs> who I really liked talking about Georgina Beyer. I did too. Because it was just a person I had never heard of mm-hmm. her previously. Mm-hmm. It was literally, I was just like, uh, New Zealand woman, who, who, what do we get? Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, th- I thought it was really cool because it, li- it really was a story that I had no inkling of at all. Mm-hmm. So it was my favorite to study or to look up. Yeah. And also that documentary that she had about her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was very good. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. I really liked. Also, let me just put this up. I liked. Okay. I didn't. Mm, one of the more important women that I think I've covered was Mamie Tillman. Mm-hmm. And that was that was a hard <laughs> Maybe, one. Yeah, not a good one to sit through. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. terms of we cried, we sure did. But I thought it was important to talk about. Mm-hmm. Let me think here. I really enjoyed Alice B. Sheldon. 
Yeah. Because she has a really tragic story mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Like, yeah. a tragic life growing up saw a lot of tragedy. And I think hers was, it was very interesting to read about her because I'd never, I'd never heard of Alice B. Sheldon. I've never heard of, I'd never heard of her nom de plume, James Tiptree Jr. Mm-hmm. Hers was just, I really appreciated it because she was just a very real, it wasn't a happy story. Yeah. It's one, it's one of those examples that we were talking yeah. about. Like, to be a woman, you don't have to be empowering in that way. You don't. And- you can be flawed. Yeah. And you can be vulnerable and, you know, and not be particularly happy mm-hmm. and still make a, a significant mark. Yeah. You know. Well, that was a good That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Oh, it's your turn. Favorite moment of experience of female empowerment you've witnessed in the real world? Oh, boy. That's specifically for all of us. Yeah, for all of us, so. Uh, I don't know if this is my favorite of all time. And also, I don't know if you mean real world as in what I've experienced myself or if what I've just heard of on, like, the news or whatever. But recently, there's a video of a soccer player who wears a hijab. <gasps> and, I saw that. Yeah. So she she was wearing a hijab and it started coming off while they were playing mm-hmm. and the other team surrounded her and blocked her so you couldn't see her from they built a human shield mm-hmm. and had her readjust it and then I used to be an athlete so I love expressions of camaraderie and sportsmanship mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> like th- when I was in high school also there was that one girl who hit a home run and then broke her leg <gasps> on first base sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah she was rounding first base she broke her leg and couldn't run all the bases mm-hmm. but they wouldn't count the home run unless she did that and so the other team picked her up and had her touch every base I'm because and her team couldn't go out and help because yeah. that's against the rules and yeah that, uh, i love I'm for Clint. <laughs> I, I like it when sports teams are oh, nice I love to that. each other because it's competitive but also you know mm-hmm. we're all in it together mm-hmm. i love that this is a hard question yeah it's hard to pick just, like, a singular moment because I don't know that any specific moment has been that powerful, like, right in the moment that it etched into my brain that I was like, I will from- remember this forever mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think this is really kind of the way I live my life as well. It's very much the little things mm-hmm. for me. And so it's not necessarily a big moment, but it's kind of seeing things and just everyday experiences, seeing a woman stand up for herself mm-hmm. or assert that like, no, you're going to listen to me. I have something to say. Yeah. Or just taking up space in the world and being unapologetic about it, mm-hmm. you know, and not feeling like riding the bus. Yeah. Seeing a woman who's sitting down and not crunching into a little ball because the man next to her is man-spreading, yeah. right? But is is being very confident, or maybe not confident, but is mm-hmm. taking up her space, as mm-hmm. she very well should, and saying, nope, I'm going to sit like this. This is how my legs were before you sat down and spread your goddamn legs out. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to remain in position, if your leg touches my leg, tough shit because I'm not moving. Yeah. 
it's those, I think it's those little expressions of like, I'm going to take up space or I'm going to have my voice heard or things like that mm-hmm. that resonate with me a lot. Yeah. So that kind of answered the question, but kind of not. Okay, Lerf, what's Danny? That's <laughs> <laughs> what's what's your answer? I would have to say that my favorite moment of female empowerment that I've witnessed in the real world would be when I told that cop. <laughs> Is that the real reason you pulled me over? <laughs> I, <laughs> the moment when I realized that there were side effects to being a part of this podcast. <laughs> because that's not me. Cassie likes to tell that story... And talk about how she just slowly turned and looked at me with these wide eyes of like, who the fuck stole my girlfriend and replaced her with this sassy, confident, back-talking broad? She has no idea that also at the same time, internally, the little Danielle who was at the fucking helm in my little... Looking out my eyeballs as windows was, like, steering this brain was doing this slow fucking turn <laughs> with wide eyes and like, who the fuck stole this? Is, is there someone in the house? Because I didn't know who that person was either. <laughs> I... <laughs> I want to change my answer. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. That reminds me, you know, in Parks and Rec, when Leslie Nope has her wall of people that inspires her, and there's a picture of herself, and she's like, I'm a big enough person to say that I I do inspire myself. That's what this this energy that I have, and I love it. (laughs) Oh, man, I love Leslie Nope, but... I'm sorry, I have a question. Were you born with this much confidence? Or uh, has, has it accumulated? Greatness was thrust upon me. <laughs> Get out! Get out of here! <laughs> All joking aside, I would have to say that I have really been enjoying watching these women stand up and say, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. The, you know, the, we're, we're, st- we're not going to be polite anymore. We're not going to be quiet or submissive. We're going to, Cassie said, we're going to take our place at the table and we're going to speak up. And yeah. so I've really been enjoying watching Greta Thunberg go out there and say, we are destroying our planet. Yeah. And I'm 16 years old and I'm tired of it and I'm going to say something about it. Like, yeah. I'm going to keep speaking out. I love watching AOC put people in their place when she's asking questions on the committee and just fucking confident as all get out mm-hmm. super fucking smart well spoken having people like mark zuckerberg say i think lying's bad <laughs> <laughs> and that's the tea ladies and gentlemen <laughs> and you know and of course you know the notorious rbg like yeah. come on how could you how could you not mm-hmm. yeah so i'm these are the moments that I'm really enjoying right now is just watching all these people really give people the what for. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and yeah. that's, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, definitely. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so the next question says, royalty checks and endorsement deals. <laughs> what will you do when you strike it big? 
Just pay off my student loans. Amen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Try to pay off my student uh, loans. Yep. Maybe buy a nice shoe. Oh. Maybe buy that at anti-griddle. <laughs> oh. Oh, shit. Oh, I'm getting an anti-griddle, making ice cream once, and then putting it in the garage. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I'm doing if I make it big. <laughs> Let's set up our Patreon. <laughs> I love it. That's a great idea. Uh, Casper mattress. Give us money. <gasps> Casper, yeah. I'll just give us a mattress. <laughs> yeah. Madison. Let's putting this out there. And yeah. Advertising people. Madison Reed. Madison Reed. I want some hair dye. Mm-hmm. Casper mattress. I'd be down for a new mattress. Sure. Lumi. Hello fresh. I'm a sweaty <gasps> <Lumi>! woman. <laughs> Look. I got it on right now. It's the shit. Listen, we, the, I want our first sponsor to be like a deodorant. Yes. Because we sweat so much, it would fit. I would, <laughs> like, we would be a ringing endorsement for some yes. underarm yes. care. I hate this word, but we're going to manifest it right now. Yes. That's what's going to happen. Speak it into existence. Barf. I hate that bullshit. Any Let's deodorant not, company <laughs> that wants to sponsor us, we're open. Yes, we are. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, what was my answer going to be? I don't know. Maybe I don't... A, I'm going to say it for her. She's going to buy a laptop so she can oh. do notes not on Danny. That's true. <laughs> that's, I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but even bigger, if, if bigger picture, mm-hmm. I want to travel. I think oh, it yeah. would be super fun. I don't want to... Look, I'm not trying to try and put that out, but I think it would be really fun to talk to people oh yeah you know what i mean yeah like, like a tour like kind of like i don't want i don't know about that <laughs> i don't know i have thoughts about it but i think it would be really really cool to have this bullshit between mm-hmm. us and the peanut gallery back here mm-hmm. but be able to go out and meet other incredible women who have the mm. same passions we do so you can talk you know talk about yeah. fun things and learn new things from each other and get good book recommendations etc cetera, etc cetera. i would love to do like an interview <gasps> with somebody yeah let's do that okay next Your turn. question earliest memories of each other i'm gonna take this one well and then i'll say it too okay <laughs> for both of us oh and then daniel <laughs> Well, I have two. So my earliest memory of you, Keeks, mm-hmm. was I don't remember probably like exactly the first couple times we interacted, mm-hmm. but you knew my Starbucks order <laughs> and you were always like super sweet and chatty. And I was always like, man, she's fucking cool. <laughs> it would be weird for me to be like, hey, barista, <laughs> you're great. And you know what my order is. Can we hang out and be friends? Because it's hard to make friends as a grown-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I remember talking to you about, you know, miscellaneous things. And you remembered my Starbucks word. And I appreciated that. And I was like, this one's a keeper. I hope she doesn't go anywhere. And then you did. But then you started working with me. <laughs> I did go somewhere closer to you. Closer. Much closer. Just on the other side of the desk, in fact. We could watch each other work. <laughs> Literally. And then my earliest memory of Danny, we were both drunk at a bar. Mm-hmm. Well, she was drunk. I wasn't. She was whiskey drunk. I was there by myself because I had been dumped the, the week prior. And I was people watching. She was with a group of friends. 
and saw me, I don't know, eavesdropping, I guess. <laughs> and You're not subtle. I'm and not. Danny is very observant. I could definitely. Even intoxicated, she was like, I fucking know what's going on here. She's spying on us. But yeah, she drunkenly, which she would never, ever do now that mm-hmm. I know her, obviously, was like, like practically yelled and was like, hey, <laughs> come here, come hang out with us, bring your beer, <laughs> and like invited me out of nowhere to come over like with her group of friends and chat mm-hmm. and like hang out. And then we ended up like double high-fiving over a plate of cheese fries that we were going to be single forever, which is hysterical. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, that was my... Oh, she almost I gave her a piece of gum. She It fell out of her mouth 30 seconds later and almost landed on my flip-flop. <laughs> so that was, that was my first encounter with Bean Dip over here. All right, next... <laughs> So we just heard how Cassie and I met. I don't have to rehash that. (laughs) I just wanted to mention, like, the first time that I met (laughs) Kiana. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Cassie had, by this point, established a friendship. Mm -hmm. I guess just a a continuation of Cassie's story. When you guys started working together, she'd come home and she'd talk about you all the time. (laughs) And she... You know, she was like, oh, she's so great. I don't... And then we threw a party and she said, I invited Kiana and she's coming. <laughs> and I was like, that's awesome. That's great. So here I am, mm-hmm. an introvert in a party that I can't escape from because <laughs> it's at my own house. <laughs> uh, being a wallflower at my own party, not really talking to anybody, Kiana and her boyfriend, Zeth, we, you may have heard of him before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talked to me. <laughs> And I thought, oh, they're just going to be polite and just that's it. And, you know, do the whole, just do the quick little rounds and then be like, get the fuck away from this girl. <laughs> and they didn't. No. And I didn't, and, and you know, I'm, I'm pretty hyper aware of things. And I never got the impression that you guys wanted to get the fuck away from me that night. <laughs> and so, you know, you just seen Avengers so yeah. we spent a good, a good portion <laughs> of the night talking about Avengers and me saying, I really haven't seen the movies that I need to see to watch this movie. And you guys were like, oh, no, you just need to watch this one and this one and this one. And it was just, yeah. it was, it was fun. It was a good, it was a good fun interaction to be able to, <laughs> to walk away from that. I generally replay every interaction I have with a person for Mm. the rest of my life. And I have not replayed that one in a negative way. Like where I wake up in the middle of the night going, why did I say that? (laughs) I have since, but I did not from that one. So, Uh, All right, Keith. Okay, now it's my turn to talk about the first time. My first impressions of both of y'all. Uh-huh. So... The first, obviously, Cassie and I met when I was a barista at Starbucks, and she was a customer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the f- I remember the first time you came to this kiosk and ordered the drink, because it's literally what I used to drink. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we have the same order. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be special. <laughs> and that's why I remembered it so quickly. Aww. And then you were always just very nice and talkative. Mm-hmm. Like... There were a few cus- regulars that mm-hmm. when they would come in, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I guess I got to be social now. <laughs> and then there were a few that I genuinely enjoyed. 
Cassie included. Uh-huh. Also, shout out to Jody if she listens. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so that's that f- impression. And also, honestly, when I went to Artisan and you were the person training me, mm-hmm. I was like, thank fucking God it's somebody <laughs> that I know. <laughs> and, you know, we already have some sort of established mm-hmm. chit-chatting that we can yeah. do. So it's Cassie. And then the first time I met Danny, uh, through Cassie, I had heard mm-hmm. a lot about you. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious, because at work, I would tell you all about Danny, and mm-hmm. then I would come home and just gush to Danny about this, like, <laughs> friend crush I had on you. I was like, I just want to be friends with her. We, the first time Cassie and I, like, started really talking to each other, it was like every two seconds, we were like, oh my god, we're the same person. <laughs> oh my, you like this, I like this, oh my god. <laughs> It's the so only true. the only place where we really truly differed like for the first time is that I like orange creamsicle and you think citrus and cream shouldn't be mixed. That's true, yeah. And that's I just it. that's wrong. Yeah. You're well, you're wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> but it was the first time going to your guys' house mm-hmm. and obviously I was very nervous. But Hello. I felt like I already knew Danny just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I decided to wear a very loud jumpsuit. It was the loudest (laughs) jumpsuit. It was Cinco de Mayo. Of course you had to wear a loud jumpsuit. But it also really, I fell out there and like I couldn't hide. (laughs) 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 But then Zeth and I sort of sunk our claws into Danny and stayed with her (laughs) because we were like, oh, we're having good conversation. This is, we're having a genuinely good talk. Uh Uh-huh. what if we don't have this good talk with anybody else? No, Danny's our person tonight, mm-hmm. and you were off being a social butterfly, <laughs> and me, Danny, and Zeth just were vibing hard. Good. Oh, thank God. And then we left the party, and we were like, wow, that was really, that was good. We like, we like them. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Oh, man. It was great. Good times. Yeah. Wow. How fun. We like each other. We do. And I'm glad we all sort of remember the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So we've clicked into each other's lives at the exact, <laughs> at the exact same time. It's true. All right. The next one is fun- funniest memories. I would assume of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I would assume so. In reference to the podcast specifically, my favorite, I think, okay, I have two. I think it's fucking hysterical every time you tell me to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was telling Danny the other night, when when we're talking about someone terrible, but I, like, have to find the silver lining, and I'm like, yeah, Griselda Blanca was a drug queenpin, but she was providing good, stable jobs, and you just tell me to, like, straight face, just, like, shut up across the, the table. That makes me bust up every time. And the other time was when... Danny asked if Lilith was going to peg Adam. I almost died. I thought, what? Where did that? How did this happen? How did we get here? I One of the funniest recording memories that I have also includes Danny. <laughs> and it's when you were half asleep and like only partially listening to us. And I forget exactly what happened, but you were just like, Corgis can't read. <laughs> That was real good. <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is a very good one. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, do you what's your favorite? 
I mean, you guys are pretty fucking funny all the time, so it's... <laughs> Every time Cassie gets, a, like, a saying wrong <laughs> is, is just really amusing to me. Uh, and, you know, the creamed corn was probably one of the first. And I then... say it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the creamed corn. <laughs> And then poor Kiana with benevolent. And rural. Rural's a good one. She tried so hard, but <laughs> she just could not get benevolent out. Uh, so yeah, anytime where we just have one of those like tongue twister, can't get this word uh-huh. right, no matter what, rural. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to say either. Uh-huh. Yep. It, it just makes me sit over in the corner and crack up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it my turn? Yeah. What's the other's best quality? I think Cassie is a very bright person to be around. She has a sunny disposition, and I uh-huh. think... <laughs> She could make any situation, like, fun. Thank you. And, like, not stressful. I think your best quality is... is, I don't know how to say this any other way, but how fucking woke you are. I feel like it's really important that as a person who is constantly growing and learning, Mm -hmm. it's important to be able to ask questions when you don't understand something yes and i feel like first you're super fucking smart thanks and i feel (laughs) like anytime there's something that i'm like i think this is right but Mm -hmm. i'm not quite sure on it i know that i can come to you and you won't judge me Mm -hmm. for like and be like well that's a dumb question of course (laughs) (laughs) but i really truly feel like I can come to you and be like, can you explain this to me? Or what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. And like kind of sort through my own feelings or my own, you know, like hang ups on something or another. And you just are so like open and accepting and willing to have that conversation. And I think that's a fucking like, that's not something that a lot of people are willing to do. So being a, like, you're super good listener and a really great communicator, except for texting, because you're shit at that. Yeah, I'm bad. (laughs) (laughs) But being able to, like, (laughs) like, actually be open and willing to have conversations about things, Mm -hmm. I think is super, super important. And you are my go-to gal. Anytime I'm like, Hmm. How do we feel about this? <laughs> do you? I like that. Yeah. <laughs> she what? asks questions like that also sometimes. I think there was one time you were like, how do we feel about Israel? <laughs> True. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's each other's party tricks? You have you can make the lowest sounds come out of your body that I've ever heard. You can sing like Rick Astley. I- <laughs> it's true, but I <laughs> I have to like shout when I do it. Uh-huh. So sometimes <laughs> when we after when we went apple picking uh-huh. and everybody's like, "What's your secret things?" When we left and I was in the car with Seth on the way home, mm-hmm. and I was like. 
I didn't go deep enough because I wasn't being loud. (laughs) (laughs) So now everybody just thinks I have a kind of deep voice. Oh, man. I was going to do it. Oh, do do it. it. Yeah. What should I say? I don't care. Uh, Hello, my name is Keith. This is the voice that I use when when I'm using my man voice. It's a hell of a voice. Does that hurt? There's a laugh that I do that Levi really likes. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, boy. (laughs) What the fuck was that? I I spilled juice. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) Blame it on the juice. Blame blame it on the juice. Yeah, yeah. I spilled juice. (laughs) (laughs) She got that excited. About doing the Keith voice. It's my party trick. That is your party trick. Does hosting a party count and making delightful food all the time? (laughs) And making cocktails (laughs) that are delightful? I don't know. Could that be considered a party trick? Look, Nat, I don't fucking know what you want from me. (laughs) All right. Next. Okay. Next question. Pet peeves. Um, in ge- <laughs> Danny will take this now. Go the ahead. The podcast will be two hours Please. long. Please. <laughs> in general, I don't like it when people are rude. I can answer this for or- Danny. She doesn't like it when we breathe heavy into the mics. She doesn't like it when we say, um, or so. <laughs> for real. Danny, what makes this, what makes making this podcast the most challenging for you? The host. Please. <laughs> Uh, mm, I have so many. I'm an easily perturbed person. (laughs) I like when people are rude in relation to the podcast. (sighs) I hate trying to find new information (laughs) on, like, your pet peeve is the research. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Shut up, look. Take this out. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) Anyway. Not... I appreciate all your questions, but... F you. Wait, why is this her fault? (laughs) Look, this bird. Oh, that was a funny moment. That's a very funny moment. When I told you what Nat texted me about... Alice Roosevelt Longworth, and she said, you, you were talking about her having a snake in her purse, mm-hmm. and Nat texted me or Danny and was like, this bird's got a snake in her purse, and I was like, what bird? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was, that was a funny one. <sighs> Do we have pet peeves? I don't. I can't. I can never think of pet peeves until it's happening, and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> Put this on my fucking list. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, which friend's character would you be? I feel like I'm. A, I'm. <laughs> in my day to day life, I'm Monica. <laughs> but when I'm drunk, I'm Phoebe. <laughs> and that's just it. <laughs> Accurate, Danny. I am 100% Monica now. I don't think that I ever was before, but I absolutely, 
you just went back and rewatched Friends a year or two ago. And so I caught some episodes here and there, and I was like, oh, yeah, life has changed for me. <laughs> I'm Monica. Oh. And also a lot of bit of Ross, and I'm not cool with that. <laughs> you're not Ross. You're, you're not Ross. You're a little bit of Chandler with your with your. Oh, yeah. Fucking no, sarcasm. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I think on most days I'm a Phoebe. Yeah. Definitely. But also a little bit of Joey because, <laughs> not because he's a sexist pig, not that, but his love for food mm-hmm. and just constantly talking about snacks and pizza and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely like, okay, he's a doofus who likes to eat. I'm like, hey. <laughs> so, yeah. I think those are all pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. Hey. Where do you get your information slash do your research? Not Wikipedia. Wiki- <laughs> Not Wikipedia for me. Fuck you, Fuck Sage. <laughs> so many shout outs. <laughs> He's going to be shook when he gets to I these know. episodes. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know where I just get it's the internet. <laughs> yeah. We, we Google a lot of things. Yeah. Zeth brings a lot of people to my attention whenever he hears mm. about stuff. Nice. I listen to a lot of books. I'm a, yeah. I'm an audiobook person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of audiobooks. I can just pick a name and then I oftentimes will see if there's an audiobook about mm-hmm. that person to listen to. First is yeah. kind of my go-to. But yeah, Google. Yeah. Also, a lot of the women who I've spoken about, I've heard of from my education. Mm-hmm. And they've always been glossed over. And so it's always like... Exactly. Ew. Let me go back and... Go back and highlight that and be yeah. like, let's do a little deeper research. Yeah. For sure. What is the hardest part of the research slash recording process? Picking a woman to talk about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's really hard to do. Because, like, once you get into it, mm-hmm. the research is fairly straightforward. You just have to look around. Yeah. But, like, settling on a person. Mm-hmm. And I try to, and I hope I'm doing an all right <laughs> job... To, like, really make it international. Mm-hmm. So that's why I will pick a country and try to look within there. Yeah. But it's always really hard. It's very hard. Especially because when when you're looking up that information, mm-hmm. you get websites in other languages. Yeah. <laughs> or Or there's a bunch of books written about this person, but it's like, well, they're all in Russian. I can't yeah. read that. So it is a lot of, like... Trying to, like, cherry pick the information that you can actually access. Mm-hmm. What was the second half? Oh. Hardest part of the recording process? Um, staying close to the mics. Sitting, <laughs> staying close <laughs> enough to the mics. And also, sometimes there's technical difficulties. Yeah. Or we only have so... We only... We give ourselves so much time to record. Because, honestly, we could write page after page after page about so many of the women that we've talked about but we're like okay how can we narrow this down to somewhere between one and two hours yeah and then denny's gotta listen to it for four hours to edit it yeah etc so that whole there's a lot more work (laughs) (laughs) not only on our part but on danny's Danny's part part, because i sit in the living room with her when she's got her headphones in going Fucking A! If one of you says, um, one more time, I'm gonna lose it. 
sorry. <laughs> or whoops her earbuds out and goes, I'm fucking done with this today. <laughs> Fuck you, Richard. Um, <laughs> so there's there's a lot more. We work we work hard. We work really hard. <laughs> Listen, we work hard. Research for somewhere between two and four pages worth of information mm-hmm. and Sometimes having to fucking, like, narrow it down to that much. Yeah. Or bulk it up, like, find enough information Mm -hmm. to take up more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Can be very difficult. Definitely. (laughs) What's everyone's favorite recording snack? We aren't allowed to eat in here. (laughs) Because of... (laughs) There was the one episode where I was going ham on some gummy worms. (laughs) Or the, bears or something. Exactly. The first three episodes we did all in one night, and we had cocktails, and I had snacks. And so, throughout the episode, we're eating, like, gummy bears and, like, Swedish fish, and there's just a lot of, like... <laughs> and Danny was like, no. No more. We will that. not be doing that again. But we do, beforehand, sometimes eat mm-hmm. a snack. And I like it when we have apples and cheese. Apples and cheese are the tits. Yeah. Is that your favorite? It's Danny's favorite, too. I, look, I love a salty snack. Mm-hmm. And so, like, potato chips oh, and yeah. French onion dip or guacamole or oh, anything. Oh, garlic dip from oh, Trader shit! Joe's? <laughs> oh, damn. Yes. Yes. All right. This is not an ad, but we fucking love this dip from Trader Joe's. It's like a garlic. It's literally, look at the ingredients. It's just garlic and it's oil. Garlic and together and into oil a and some lemon juice. And you smear it on some real good French bread. Oh, my mm. God. We are smelly bitches afterwards. <laughs> but it is so... We just, like, how? Just eat the whole so loaf. Good. It's stupid. Yeah. Mm. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll do two more questions. Okay. Okay. What do you hope that Broad's Got Moxie brings to its listeners? Uh, just knowledge about these women. <laughs> yeah. In addition to knowledge about these women who have paved the path mm-hmm. for us today. But I hope it, much like Danny, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it gives our listeners some perspective. Yeah. And gives them a little bit of moxie to be able to ford their own path and take the stories of these women, both successes and failures, and knowing that they're real people with real struggles, and go forward with that, knowing that you can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like a fucking self-help book. Like, <laughs> you can do the things that you want to do. You have a voice. You have a place. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah. Yeah, I hope people get some new, like, heroines in their Mm -hmm. life and are inspired by these women's stories. Yeah, absolutely. Or just, you know, enjoying their life listening to our podcast. That's right. Because not all these women are inspiring. (laughs) If you inspire to be Griselda Blanco, fuck you. (laughs) Don't do that. But she gave good jobs. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up. All right. Last question. Is there a special woman who you haven't done but are excited to do? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I Yes. Yeah. There are definitely, there are definitely, you made a list. 
Yeah. Before we before we record, we recorded were, our first yeah. episode. And I was like, I don't know. I, I maybe five or six people off of it. Like, I didn't know a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I have, since we started, continued to add people to my list and say, oh, I'm going to cover her. Oh, I'm going to cover her. There are a handful that I'm particularly interested in and, like, really excited mm-hmm. to talk about. I'll... There is one topic that I was going to do before we even started the podcast. And okay. I was like, I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. But then after I did Mamie Till Mobley, I was like, this might not be. <laughs> uh, it's very sad. I wanted to do women who, specifically black women, who uh-huh. were victims of police brutality. Okay. Or uh-huh. there are some questions around their deaths. Like Sandra Bland was the one who yes. I really wanted to cover. Absolutely. I don't think I will cover them. Uh-huh. But... You know, if you went in your own research, you want to look uh-huh. some people up. I would say it's important to know that when we talk about police re- brutality and all of that, that mm-hmm. women are victims of it. And it's disproportionately black women. Absolutely. I think... But I don't feel like crying on audio anymore. It's... <laughs> it's, it's and that's just the thing. There's there's a lot of them that I'm like, oh, that's that would be a great story. But it has a sad fucking ending. Yeah. And it's like... Look, you're an Aries. Mm-hmm. You're in a room with a couple of Scorpios. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I'm just kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, I'm making a lot of jokes at their expense, and that's not cool. Horseshit. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is all to say, this is a very good platform. Mm-hmm. However, I just this week when we're recording, mm-hmm. not this week. Holy shit! This episode comes out on my birthday. <gasps> <laughs> happy birthday it's, <laughs> it's my birthday today <laughs> woo woo <laughs> how old am I? 32 congrats thank you <laughs> I made it anyway I feel like this this past week I feel a lot like mm-hmm. emotions I don't have little emotions. I got big emotions all the time. <laughs> big plans. Big emotions all the time. <laughs> so I think there's definitely some stories that are like, yes, we need to tell these. We just have to be careful about how we tell them mm-hmm. to make sure that you and I and Danny are okay. Mm-hmm. But also that our listeners are okay. And yeah. that, you know, and that the you're pe- all the families of, like, exactly. we have to be thoughtful about things. Yeah. And we're not always... We make some jokes. We're sometimes <laughs> drunk. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Cheers. Oh. But other people, there's going to be a secret. At yeah. some point, I'll do Nancy. Oh! That but reminds don't. me. Shit. I almost forgot the last question. Hmm. <laughs> this is the last question. The direction that, of this. That's why Danny said, that should be the last one. Do you want this to be an hour or four? Okay. So, this question is specifically for you. Okay. Not to get you started on Reagan. Boy, don't get me started on Reagan. <laughs> but what do you think is the most heinous thing he ever did? <laughs> just one, because just we don't have all night. <laughs> I'm going to say two. <laughs> okay. Maybe three. <laughs> oh, boy. Not okay. to get too into Reagan or anything, but did you know that his favorite snack was black licorice jelly beans? Monster. Heinous. Oh, my God. Number one. <laughs> Number one. Strike disgusting. Like, dumb. Gross. Ew. Also, 
his he, him ignoring the AIDS crisis was a big thing. That's a and big fucking problem. He allowed a lot of people to die. Mm-hmm. And not only that, one of their Nancy and Ronald's close friends yep. was a gay man who designed the White House for them. Yep. And he died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. Complication to AIDS. Mm-hmm. They yeah. turned their backs on a lot of people. So they that sure not did. only makes them politically shitty, but personally morally shitty. Yeah. Uh, also, Iran Contra. Also, he's just a dickhead. The war on drugs. <laughs> trickle war down on. economics. Don't get me started on trickle down. <laughs> you All said right. you wanted to end this. All right. Trickle All right. down is not a thing. <laughs> We'll discuss more on Patreon. <laughs> oh my god. Well, good. does not trickle down. <laughs> All right. We'll discuss it We're going to discuss it later on our Patreon. On Patreon, you'll have to pay for it <laughs> because I'm not going to go through this <laughs> without financial compensation. Does everyone remember when I tricked Kiana into thinking I was going to talk about Nancy I, and she almost stormed out of here? I have never been so sweaty in my life. <laughs> I felt so betrayed. She wrung out her bra. I was twice. (laughs) All right. Well, any last words? Oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) She's gonna take me in the back, shoot me, execution style. Jesus, I have a guillotine out there. I just made it. Uh, Rip, guys. I'm going. Um, Thanks to all of our listeners for asking questions. Thank you so much. Those were great questions. Yeah. We loved them. Follow us on our social medias where we did ask people about these questions. Maybe mm-hmm. if we ever do it again, Absolutely. you'll have the opportunity if you followed us on Instagram at that Broad Scout Moxie, <laughs> Twitter at Broad Scout Moxie, Facebook at that Broad Scout Moxie, or send it to our Gmail at that bra's got moxie. You literally <laughs> gmail.com. T- you just took all of my lines. <laughs> there are two other things that we talk about. Okay. If you I'll take this one. <laughs> if, you- <laughs> if you have strong opinions on this, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're Give listening. Give us five stars, please. And thank you. We did not... I w- look, we got one email about Grandma's Bush. We did not get any comments, <laughs> ratings, or reviews regarding them. I'm telling you, there will be prizes. <laughs> Grandma's. <laughs> Some pubic hair. And a locket. <laughs> Danny, Danny said earlier, the cat was sitting on her lap. She's like, her nails are in my grandma's bush. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was good. And on that note, goodbye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Music by Sage Krenning. Cover art by Vinny Navarrete. Produced and edited by Danielle Barsanti. Side effects of listening to this podcast may include excessive moxie, zero tolerance for the patriarchy, sass mouth, excessive sweating, tipsy tittering, desire to stick into the metaphorical man, fear of cats, empowering women, clammy hands and feet, the inability to do math, lack of patience for the bullshit, thirst for knowledge, questioning the system, cravings for bougie chicken, vodka, and justice, and in some cases can cause death on hills.